Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Harmonious World. My name is Hilary Robertson. For this episode, I'm joined by Vito Grigoli, whose album Wild Monsoon is a partnership with Ricky Kay. Ricky won his second Grammy recently for Divine Tides with Stuart Copeland. And both Ricky and Vito are highly respected composers and musicians in the new world sphere. This new album is is wonderful. It's a musical collaboration that they talk about being many years in the making. There's a sense of cinematic music here and grooves and innovations and just a proper eclectic collection of musicians and genres. It was recorded at Revolution Studios in Bangalore in India and also Sound Painting Studio in Los Angeles. And everything is produced, composed, performed, recorded by Vito Gregoli and Ricky Kay with input from various other musicians. I'm looking forward to my conversation with Vito and I hope you enjoy listening in. Hi Vito. Good morning or good evening in your case. Yeah, yeah, good evening here. Fabulous. Well, thank you for joining me for this conversation for Harmonious World. My pleasure. So we're going to talk about Wild Monsoon, but I also want to talk about your background and also how you and Ricky got together, you know, how this came about, because it's a fascinating mixture of genres and styles and everything. So why don't you start with telling me how you met Ricky? Um, I think it's about 2011 or 12. He came out with his first album that he was trying to get some Grammy attention with. He came out to L.A., and uh, a mutual friend who's a PR person arranged a meeting um, for all the local people and I was invited and it was a very nice evening and I didn't really talk to Ricky until the end of the night and then we surprisingly found that we had a huge amount in common um, despite the fact he lives on the other side of the world despite the fact that he's like 25 years younger than me um, we just found a lot of common ground and we kept in touch and then in 2013, we both showed up in New Orleans for the uh, uh, the Zone Music Reporter Awards, which is the uh, New Age Music community's uh, version of the Grammys. Uh, so the whole community gets together and we all compete for various prizes, awards rather. And uh, Ricky and I were both up for, um, I think, Best Global Album. And we ended up sitting together and through the whole time, we kept nudging each other going, oh, you're going to win. And he goes, no, you're going to win. And all the suspense came to finally uh, the Feast of Resistance was <laughs> neither of us won. <laughs> but it was a good moment because we both knew that we liked the other tr- person's album tremendously and we respected each other's uh, abilities. So we started talking about working on something. And then in 2015, uh, Ricky had done a project in India that was for India release only with a bunch of 
ohms chanting. And that's something that I've always wanted to do. So when he played it for me, I said, uh, can we kind of redo that and, and release it here? He goes, well, I can't be the artist because of contractual obligations, but you're welcome to use the ohms. So he loaned me his ohms. <laughs> and uh, Ant's Ohmland was born. And what I did with it, there are three 22-minute pieces uh, with the ohm chant going through. And uh, I utilized this as an opportunity to mesh ambient chant slash chant music with fingerstyle guitar. So the first piece has a classical guitar, second piece has a dobro, and the third piece has a, a acoustic guitar. So I kind of created a new subgenre with that. Nobody except Bruce Beckvar has done that, really. Um, and that was super fun for us to work together. I mean, it was mostly my project, but he, you know, he mixed it, he mastered it, he played some of the synths on it. So it was kind of like a test run. And then we started deciding that we we're going to do something official and we started sending each other tracks and you know the idea was that the other one would finish him and we'd kind of go back and forth with that and uh the first track he sent me was so good it was just i went oh um it sounds really finished to me what can i possibly add to this um, so that was an interesting uh, conundrum, but I finally figured out a way to slant it into my arena. I wrote a bridge to it, uh, which is always a nice way to uh, interject something. And But I used his material in creating the bridge, so it, it has a seamless quality. And that became the first track on the album, Gresham. And the first thing I sent him, I, I didn't finish it deliberately because I wanted to have more of his input. And he came back with just such wonderful uh, changes to it that I got so super excited. And that became the second track. So on and on this goes with um, sending things back and forth. Um, the exception was Mahatma, which he had released on Shanti Samsara album. No, uh, Winds of Samsara, sorry, that he did with Walter Kellerman. So Walter Kellerman is doing this beautiful flute in the beginning. And I remixed it. So two of my favorite tracks are Sharad, the autumn one, and yes. then Mahatma. Mahatma is really good. I don't know what genre it is, actually. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Exactly. You know, my my job is complete. <laughs> Absolutely. And I, uh, I often talk about the fact that when I started this podcast, I kind of set up folders. So it was like going to be classical or jazz or pop, you know. And very quickly, I realized that there, there were too many people who didn't fit into anything or fit into two or three or, you know, and it was and I love that. I love the fact that so now I've just chucked that out the window and it's just like, you know, it's just music and it's great. It's so good to hear things that I wouldn't ordinarily. I mean, I must admit, sort of new age kind of world music. I tend to go, yeah, all right. OK. But but when you sent me this, I was like, okay, I really, really like this. Awesome. There's a, a lot of shifting going on in, in the New Age field because it's such a, a wide umbrella um, and people's perception of it tends to be fairly narrow, you know, spa music, stuff you listen to when you get a massage. Yeah. But it includes, you know, neoclassical chant, uh, um, you know, world beat, new age. And I've been working with a lot of vocal artists. One of them 
one of whom sings Badra, Kimberly Haynes, on what we, I've decided, actually, not we, I've decided to call it New Age Pop, because the music has a pop element, but the lyrics are about important stuff, about self-growth, uh, connecting to the divine, whatever, in other words, not a love song. Right. So I've I've dubbed that New Age Pop after going through about 40 other names, trying to figure <laughs> out what your <laughs> best one. But right now there's actually a controversy in the community because a lot of uh, the ambient and chant artists are seeking to uh, separate from New Age. Um, so they've managed to get the Grammy uh, people to change the name from New Age to New Age Ambient and Chant, which I'm not in favor for because that dilutes the brand. But yeah, maybe maybe it'll work. Maybe it'll get more expansive attention. I could be wrong. It's happened before. Yeah, and I think that, I think the Grammys is a very interesting case in point because actually they try and shoehorn people into categories where actually sometimes it's you know it's it's difficult and i think also people miss out because the grammys don't quite know where to put them yes i was uh, a couple of years ago uh, or a couple of years before covid i was on the screening committee for the new age and basically all we do is is this new age and the criteria was what is the intent behind it? So it could right. be a more more of a global instrumentation, but if the intent is more to be, you know, connecting your heart with something rather than just, you know, party party, then we would keep it. If it seemed like it was not, then we'd send it on to global. Right. But oh, I'll that's tell you, interesting. The neat thing about Spotify, we all know the negatives of Spotify. They pay very low, uh, and they tend to favor the majors but they are moving from genres to moods. And moods, I think, will open up music for everybody because they're not stuck in one place. Someone could go looking for this mood and it could be all kinds of genres and stuff I do is all multi-genre. So my stuff will get more attention as well as other artists who do what I do. Yeah, yeah, well, that's good. That's great. Yeah. Okay, so you did this swapping tracks backwards and forwards. I love that. I love that concept. I mean, I mean, it's, you know, that's been possible for years, but it seems to be much uh, a sort of smoother process now. Yeah, certainly the technology makes it much easier. I mean, there's a there's other challenges like we're both in different uh, programs, and he's on oh, a yeah. PC and I'm on a Mac. And uh, so there's that challenge, but you know, those are all surmountable challenges. I've been, in my career, I've done a lot of collaborating when it comes to writing. So I'm used to the fact that you will hand your baby over to somebody, they will do something to it and it'll come back and it's a completely different baby. And that's good because now you could look at it fresh, go, oh, I see what we can do with this. Whereas before it's like, well, um, year <laughs> yeah yeah so collaboration can be an incredibly explosive creativity kind of uh, activity yeah and that's that's wonderful isn't it and i think as you say the those kind of pc mac debates and all the rest of it they, they've become slightly superfluous because there are ways there are workarounds aren't there with everything now 
Yeah, I mean, India is a very PC-centric country. America, as far as the music community, and you, I think partially Europe, is very Mac-centric. And, you know, you, you work with what you got, and what you got tends to become familiar and, you know. Yeah, that's great. To each his own. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, how Can I ask you how your lockdown was? I mean, it seems a long time ago in a way, but, you know. <laughs> it's interesting because in some ways it seems like it's never ended, but um, it's certainly a, we're in a different stage. My lockdown was unusual. Um, I mentioned my friend Kimberly Haynes, the singer who sings on Badra. Um, her husband had cancer for like 13 years and he passed two months before COVID lockdown happened. So I had moved close by them like five minutes away. And so all of 2019, I was going back and forth, you know, helping the family. We're all very close. Brian was a dear, dear friend. And then, you know, he passed and there's that. And then there's COVID and we're suddenly in this lockdown. And it was very fortunate because, you know, we, we were already kind of a, a unit um, supporting each other. So on that aspect, it was, that was smooth. The other part is um, I had a lot of projects going on, um, knock wood. And uh, <laughs> I kept working through the whole lockdown pretty nonstop, including having moved essentially four times between 2018 and 2021. So um, I managed to finish the first album that I've released in seven years, which was Song Divine, which I did with Lisa Coffey. It's basically what I was talking about, New Age Pop. It's the Bhagavad Gita text made to be sung with pop music behind it. Ah, right. So that came to fruition uh, in an October release. And then between October and April, Ricky and I finally finished up our project just at the time where he was heading. I mean, he literally came here from the airport. We mixed the album, which is the first time we've been in the same room on this project. And then the next day he flew out to uh, Las Vegas to win the second Grammy with Stuart Copeland of the police with Divine Tides. So it was pretty exciting to have that all happen in a short amount of time. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's um, on the one hand, co uh, COVID seems like such a long time ago. And yet on the other hand, it seems like, you know, we're still wading through it. Yes. Well, it's certainly not over, but it's at least gone into a phase of some normalcy yeah. for the moment. We'll see what happens yeah. in the fall. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Very good. So what does the future hold? What's next? That's a really good question. Um, Song Divine, the Bhagavad Gita rock opera, which is what it's been officially called, uh, is starting to do, get some legs on it. Um, there's talk about doing some digital concerts uh, that would you know, go around the world. We're trying to get some big names to do it. It's essentially, if you're all familiar, this, it's a conversation between the warrior Arjuna and the god Krishna, who's pretending to be a char charioteer, yeah. for those not informed. Um, and so it's pretty much a two-hander uh, as far as a stage thing. So um, it makes it much easier to put on in a concert format. But it was originally designed to be on stage. And unfortunately, with COVID, uh, theater productions are, you know, two years behind. So yeah. I'm not sure 
when that's going to happen. I think it has to happen because it musically and textually is just so ripe for some kind of Cirque du Soleil Broadway hybrid that would be really, really cool to do. But in the meantime, we're doing this, uh, trying to put up this concert uh, worldwide, and uh, hopefully that will happen and some more things uh, along those lines. Um, and I've got more clients that I'm producing. As far as my original material, that's pretty much going to have the back seat for another year or so. And, but you never know. Things pop up. Someone will go, yeah. hey, let's do an album together. Uh, and hopefully Ricky and I will do something else. He's extremely all over the place right now. He just posted something, I think, from Frankfurt with a UN, some kind of conference. Either he's talking or he's performing or both. So following Ricky on um, on Facebook is a little like finding Waldo. You never know where he's going to be next. Right. <laughs> Uh, um, when we started this out, it was the plan. Yeah, we'll do all these interviews, and he's just everywhere. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So at some point, he'll he'll be in a room, his his studio long enough to do a second project. I hope. Very good. Excellent. Well, do keep me posted because I'd love to interview you again for you know the next project. So yeah. Yeah, I'd like to come on and talk about uh, the Bhagavad Gita project with. Lisa Coffey, my partner, that might be fun to uh, talk about. Yeah, definitely. Let's uh, stay in touch on email and, and get a date for that. Excellent. Brilliant. Pleasure okay. talking to you. Yeah, you too, Vito. Well, I hope you enjoyed listening to that conversation. At the start of this podcast, you heard Sharad, which Vito and I discussed. And now this is Mahatma, which is the Vito remix for inclusion on Wild Monsoon. Thanks for joining me once more on Harmonious World.
Thank you for listening to the latest episode of Harmonious World. My name is Hilary Seabrook and it's a great delight to bring this series of discussions with musicians and composers and writers and all sorts of people to you. Obviously, there's no point in having a podcast if people aren't listening and I'm very grateful to my listeners for doing so. Thanks also to Joe English for composing and performing this new theme tune. So wherever you get your podcast, you can leave a review. You can share this with your friends and family, either as a link or on social media and that sort of thing. I'd be really grateful for that. Don't forget that you can subscribe now. There's a link wherever you get your podcasts. So have a great week and please remember why I started this, which is just to try and make the world a little more harmonious. Thanks for listening to Harmonious World.